You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Discussion tonight, Bible study discussion, don't know what you want to call it. I'm really excited about it, though. This is an awesome uh, deal when I started actually looking at it, and it's just been pretty powerful for me since I the more I've considered it. And I, and I want you to help me consider it for a little bit tonight. And I want to discuss tonight living fearlessly. Living fearlessly. And I believe that we can do that by the grace of God. A, uh, a verse out, there will be a number of verses, and maybe there's some that you can share as well, but I do want to share a verse that it's not in the order that, uh, that, that I gave to Ryan because it's actually the last verse on here. But I'll just give it to you quickly. Isaiah 41 verse 10 Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I want to read that verse one more time. Isaiah 41. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Now, how many in here does that promise apply to? Is God with you? All right. So then you need to remember that. Because we're going to talk a lot about fear tonight. But don't fear. Because I am with you, he says, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Now, uh, again, Bible study night. In the Bible, you'll hear about uh, right hand and left hand. But when the Bible mentions right hand, what do you think that's more of a reference to as far as... uh, what I'm fishing for. You could say a hundred things maybe, but anybody know what I'm fishing for there with right hand? Power, strength. Most people are right-handed, therefore most people are stronger with their right hand. All right? Uh, if you're, you're left-handed, uh, maybe not as much, but, but, but the idea... So when God says here, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness, this is my strong hand, this is my strong arm. And then, by the way, since this, if the right arm is the strong arm, what's the left arm? This is kind of a little hint. Affection. That's the side of love. That's the, uh, so this is the strong side. This is the, the loving side. And that's one of the reasons why we wear our wedding rings on uh, the left hand. But uh, living fearlessly. He's with us. He'll uphold us. Now, uh, living fearlessly. All right, so to live a life free from from fear, or at least I could say to live a life that's not dominated by fear is part of the abundant life that Jesus wants every one of us to live. It's part of the abundant life. And so if you would take your Bible and turn to the book of Genesis chapter number 3. I didn't mean to do that because I feel like I may give this away now. Anybody, can anybody tell me what are the very first words recorded that a person ever said. The very first words that were ever recorded in the Bible that a person spoke. Go to Genesis 3 and look at verse 10. And the Bible says, And he said, And I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid. The very first time man speaks, he says, I was afraid. I was afraid. So one of the very first results of sin was fear. 
I heard your voice, I was afraid. Not only that, I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Now, I don't know if there's anybody sitting here tonight that if I were to ask you the question, uh, do you struggle with fear in your life? I don't know how many people would say, oh yeah, I'm a very fearful person. But I think hopefully by the end of this, you will be a fearful person. I'm kidding. (laughs) You will recognize how much fear plays a factor in our lives. There's a major fear factor in our lives. So Genesis 3.10, man was afraid. He hid himself. Okay, so fear is a major problem. And again, because of that fear, Adam hid. He hid and he covered. So ever since that day, because of fear, people hide and they cover. There is no doubt some of us here tonight that are hiding and we're covering. And it might be with one of these. Big old smile. How you doing? Oh, I'm great, brother. Wonderful. You know? Or, for somebody else, did you know another place that people hide? Sometimes people, Anna, hide behind anger. And what's really there is fear. There's really fear there. But they hide with anger and they cover with anger. Sometimes sadness. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I, I know we, I think I brought this up in a study that I looked at not too long ago, but it's interesting how much anger and depression are linked. Anger and depression. The fact of the matter is, anger is a major problem. But here's the thing if you just continue through Genesis 3, I think it's cool. The very first mention in the Bible of fear, and again, Bible study night, if you're ever studying a particular subject, try to find in the Bible the very first time it's mentioned. If you can, a lot of times you'll find that the things that are said the first time it's mentioned, those, those things will often follow through uh, the rest of the Bible. Uh, and just like in this case, sin came in, he was afraid, he hid himself, um, but it didn't stop there. So that, as a result of fear, that's what Adam did. But what did God do? God spoke. So God gave Adam his word, didn't he? He spoke to Adam. He spoke to Adam there in Genesis 3, and he made provision for Adam's problem. He said, man, you're trying to cover with fig leaves. I will. There's a sacrifice that's going to provide you a, a proper covering. Now, um, how many of you today think that perhaps... I wonder if anybody here today made any decision based on some level of fear. Um... Did you know that many of us, when we were getting up, thinking about what we were going, to, what our fit was going to be today, fear, fear played a factor. I wonder what people are going to think about this. You know, it's, I'm going to tuck my shirt in tonight. Is my belly going to be uh, hanging over too far, or something? You know, and, and and I, but I'm fearful. I'm thinking about, you know, what are people going to people at school? What are they going to think about what I'm wearing today? You don't think about it, but sometimes from the very moment before our feet even hit the floor, Eric worries all the time about what people think about his fashion. Uh, it makes him sick almost. Um, but, uh, but the fact of the matter is, for many of us, fear enters in in the most, uh, the, the most uh, simple ways that we don't think about how much fear plays a factor in our life. Now, um, think about this. 
So some of the things that result and are connected with fear, being anxious. You know, we know we talk about worry a lot, but worry is just fear, isn't it? Really. Worry is just being fearful. Uh, and we are, we are plagued with it. We, we do it so often, we don't even think about how often we do it. We live in so much fear. Sleeplessness. Now, I know that it can be just some people just have a hard time sleeping, but I'm talking about when we're having trouble sleeping because of fearfulness in our lives, being nervous, being uneasy, being fretful. We are taught, just like Adam, a lot of times we are, whether we're taught to fear uh, or whether we just kind of have uh, coping mechanisms, but we learn to live behind masks oftentimes. And we don't want people to find out who we really are. We don't want people to see our nakedness. Now, can I say something right here? In literal terms, we don't want to see your nakedness. It's summertime. Don't mean you have to be naked, all right? Uh, but I'm talking about in, in, uh, in, in terms of... Sorry, Eric. I mean, come on, man. Uh, all right, but listen... Uh, Eric's giving me a hard time tonight, but 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 in a uh, speaking in a way of uh, metaphorically our nakedness. In other words, does anybody have? Is there something about you tonight that you aren't really comfortable with people knowing? Something you've done, something you haven't done, um, whatever the case may be, and as a result of that. Uh, you would rather people not know, and so you put on kind of a mask about it, and you try to, you know, it's one of the reasons why the Bible says we should confess our faults one to another, because living that way is a fearful way to live. It's a fearful way to live when you're worried about somebody finding you out. You know, it reminds me of Hebrews chapter 10, where the Bible says uh, that there's a certain fearful, uh, a certain fearful looking for of wrath and judgment where you're looking behind your shoulder and you're worried somebody's going to find out. You're worried somebody's going to, uh, you know, look at your phone and see your history, see your search history, or you're worried that somebody, something's going to pop up that uh, somebody doesn't know about. It's one of the reasons why, and let me tell you something about that. We, we have these secrets and fear works in secrets, but I'm telling you, Satan uses fear as a major weapon to defeat us tonight. And that's why it's really important that we break down the walls of secrecy that we have. Now, that doesn't mean that we get up in front of this whole church tonight and say, okay, I'm going to spill it all right here. But it does, it does mean maybe you find somebody that you, you can confide in and somebody that you trust, and you say, I'm going to spill it all right here. Can I do that? I need to tell you, I need to, I need to uh, get some things off my chest. I, I'm tired of wearing a mask. I'm tired of hiding this. I just want you to know where I'm at. Uh, because everybody has had things that we're ashamed of. So, um, all right, so another thing. How about this one? Anybody argue with this point? Fear is big business. Fear is big business. Any consumers of fear out there today? Consumers of fear. Where's a place where you can consume fear? CNN. CNN. Uh, and a bunch of other garbage too, by the way, if you're doing uh, CNN. But what's, what's uh, some, other, uh, some other sources of fear? They can be another network, by the way. Uh, but, but, but the point is there. Uh, Ryan, was you going to say Fox? Because it's Fox too. Uh, it's Newsmax. Uh, and, and, I, and I've been dwelling on this a lot. 
because it gets on my nerves. Um, but even people that I would say are, I mean, I'm on the Lord's side, okay? I'm not worried about being on other people's side. But I'm talking about people that seem to be on our side, that agree with us about, you know, freedom and different things like that. And maybe they go a little bit further than I would go. Them people. They feel like, number one, they feel like if they're not trying to make people scared, they must, they're ringing the alarm. And that's good. The alarm needs to be rang. But, uh, listen, I think they feel like that if they're not fearful, they must not be doing their jobs. And if we're fearful, we must not really care. And, and, and you sit and you can watch these videos, and I'm telling you, uh, remember there's algorithms, all right, in place. And many of you know this, but I'll just say this. Once you start watching uh, e even with Facebook, even, did you know even Facebook algorithms or social media algorithms, Google algorithms, um, do you know what the main purpose beside, behind social media algorithms and um, you know, internet platform mediums are? What is the main motivation behind the algorithms they have set up? Targeted advertising, okay? Uh, and, and, and so what's another term for targeted advertising? Maybe not a term for it, but what's behind it? Money. Money. So in all reality, uh, many of these sites, even though they may be ran by liberals or you know, by leftists that really do want to push an agenda, and they do adjust that with stuff that you search and find oftentimes, but the bottom line is the bottom line many times. And so therefore, you watch a video. You watch a video about how that, you know... Um, you know, what, whatever it might be, some truth, and, and maybe there's a lot of truth to it. It's, it's a big government thing, and it's something, you, you see what stinking Antifa's doing to Supreme Court justice houses, and, and they're going to do the same to you if you post some pro, and that may be very true. But what it is, you watch that video. Next time you go on there, guess what video is going to be on there? Another one of those videos. And guess what's on there the next time? Another one of those videos. And how many, how many of you know that sometimes you start watching one video, and it runs into the next video, and then into the next video. And, 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 and the thing I'm just trying to say is oftentimes they're trying to lead us down a road of fear. Now, there is nothing wrong with being informed. I say it all the time. And we, you, we, it ought, there are some, that, let me get my next point here. Fear is business. There's brokers of fear. Um, now, here's the thing I'll say here. Fear is good. Fear is good. Can somebody give me an example how fear is good? Fear keeps you alive. Give me an example of how fear keeps you alive. What's that? Adrenaline in certain situations. And man, you, you talk about that's a, a great, great point because here's the problem. Can I just get ahead of myself and try to come back to this point that fear is good? We live with so much fear, we're releasing adrenaline in our bodies way too frequently. We're letting adrenaline get into our bodies for stuff at work that don't matter. Stuff that happens on the roadways. Some stuff on the roadways matter. Other things don't. And I'm telling you, what happens when we do that is it starts messing up our joints. It starts messing up our organs. It starts messing up a lot of things. But, okay, let me get back to this. Yes, fear keeps you alive. Uh, your adrenal glands will kick in. Christian, how, how's, how's fear a good thing? Were you raising your hand or was that Ryan? Okay. Okay, yeah, I mean, so uh, Ryan, you know, I, I can imagine for Ryan, you know, uh, man, in, in South Dakota, I don't know the Iowa laws, but man, you know, in, in South Dakota, you don't have to wear a helmet. Uh, man, what are you wearing a helmet for? That doesn't look cool or something. Uh, but you know what? Hey, 
Because if I wreck, well, or you end up like Chad here. Uh, he, he, was, he was a lot better off before he, because he had a serious wreck uh, without his helmet. Uh, no, you, had, you did have your helmet on. Okay, with the helmet, he's like that. Without a helmet, we would not know Chad Gross. He would just be gross, okay? Uh, but, um, but okay, I'm so, it's a good thing he had his helmet on. But that's right. And other examples of how fear is good. Yeah, Tony. Amen? Yeah, that's right. Anybody else? Any time fear is good? Doria? Fear of the Lord, amen, and that, that's, that's, a, that's a very good one, amen. Uh, Christian. Yeah, uh, fear that keeps you away from bears and such, you know, like uh, uh, snakes, right? Uh, there's a healthy fear of snakes. Now, I, I don't know that we ought to be scared of garter snakes. Anybody scared of garter snakes? And did you know that it's garter snakes? They really aren't gardeners. They're garters, okay? I hate to mess up your world. Uh, blow your mind there, but they're garter snakes. Uh, but they really are, you know, pretty harmful outside of maybe carrying some kind of nastiness on them or something. But, but, but that's right. You know, being scared of a snake, that's a good thing. Uh, but, here's, but, but think about this, too, when it comes to balance. Things that are good. And I want to see if I had anything else in there. And I'm going to uh, come back to Doria's in a moment. Now, but if I'm laying in bed tonight, and I'm a hard time to sleep because i got snakes on my mind, that's a problem, you see. Uh, I fear, I fear the fact that there are elected officials in this country that are losing their minds over the thought of saving babies' lives. That's fearful to me. I fear, I fear the, you know, the big power brokers and, and the people in the world. I mean, you hear about a lot of this population control, blah, 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 and I know people go to a certain uh, extent with that, but there's no doubt about people believing in population control and all these things. I can fear that. Uh, I, I fear the idea of that. But here's the thing. Uh, what am I going to do about it? Number one, I mean, you can raise a certain level of awareness, but my point is that's fearful to me. Uh, that's why I think it is imperative for us, you know, on the political side, and, and really even as Christians, if, if these biblical and, and moral issues matter to you, register to vote and vote. Uh, seriously, I mean, uh, there, there was, uh, I, I know in North Carolina, the, uh, they, they, the, the North Carolina Supreme Court Justice uh, for the state, he won by 400 votes. In a state uh, where I think there was about one and a half million people that voted, he won by 400 votes. He's a conservative Christian, and so, but 400 votes. And it would have been really easy just to think, you know, for other people to think, oh, of course he's going to get elected. I know our county is going to support this guy. And you say, man, why are you bringing politics into this? Because it serves the point. That's kind of what we're talking about right here. Thank God that we have some politicians right now that are fighting against uh, this Roe v. Wade business and, and other things. But, uh, but, but, but my point is just simply this. I, I, I fear those things. I fear those things enough to pray. I fear those things enough to vote. But I am not, I am not going to let it ruin my life. I am not going to be a miserable human being because of the fear of that. 
All right? I'm just not... There, there's this scale to where you can't allow these fears to dominate your life. So fear is good. Um, and again, uh, have you ever been dared to do something stupid? Have you ever dared somebody to do something stupid? Have you ever done something stupid because you were dared to do it? I sure have. But there's been other times that I've been dared to do something stupid that I didn't do it. And then here's the little taunt. What's the taunt? Are you chicken? Are you scared? Are you yellow? That means yellow. Uh, scared means scared. Are you, sca- are you scared? Are you yellow? That's how you're supposed to say it, Anna. And you tell your mom I said so. Yellow and scared, all right? You do. Is yellow one of them? Okay, there you go. Uh-oh, I just saw mom peek in. I might be in trouble. Um, <laughs> she was like, Pastor, we've been making such good progress. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, that, that's right. And, and, and you know what? Sometimes I reach a point to where like, yeah, I am a little bit, and I'm fine with that. I'm not going to do something stupid, uh, but every once in a while I still will. So fear is good. Um, but we have a lot of fears. We have fear. Uh, we don't think about it as fear, but we have fear about not having control. Not having control. That's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, we, we fear things that we can't control. Right. Now let me ask you this. How much can you control exactly anyway in life? Not a lot. Not a lot. What, Rachel? How you react. There you go. You can, control, you can control how you react, but you can't control the circumstances. Uh, you know, somebody said, we, man, man plans and God laughs, you know. Um, and so that, that's right. We, we, can, we can control how we react. Uh, people fear rejection. Here's a word for teenagers and young people, but it's not just for them, is it? It's a phrase. I guess it's a two-word phrase, not a word. But peer pressure. Kids, be careful for peer pressure, but we're the same way. We, we, we battle peer pressure as uh, all our lives. We, and what is it? It's just fear. Peer pressure is fear. Um, and I, I'll say some more about that in just a moment. We fear loneliness. We fear loneliness. Uh, we fear failure. Anybody fear failure? Um, you know, and, and I, that's one of, my, one of my great weaknesses is fearing failure. Um, my goodness. One of my great weaknesses is fearing failure because the problem with fearing failure is if you fear failure too much, you might not try. And guess what happens when you don't try? You do not succeed. You're, you're defeated already. So if you're like me and you fear failure, man, uh, don't. Uh, I think, we, as a matter of fact, we need to actually learn to embrace failure. We really do. We need to learn to embrace failure uh, because he who would succeed much will fail much. In other words, and if we're going to be successful, I can't remember who said it, but somebody said that we need to double our rate of failure. We need to double our rate of failure. Because if we double our rate of failure, Shane's like, I, I could do that. Uh, then guess what? It gives us the opportunity to, to succeed. Uh, I better, I better uh, give you this one, and this is page one uh, of four. But, uh, we'll, uh, but again, we're kind of having more of a discussion here way a lot of my discussions go with me talking way too much. But the fear of man, that's one of the fears, isn't it? This goes to peer pressure. It comes into the fear of God also. Matthew 20, verse 28. I believe we got that one. 
Matthew 20, verse 28, the Bible says, And fear not them which kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. How do you process and feel about the fear of God? That's a tough subject for a lot of us. What do you mean fear God? Well, just thinking, thinking of this context. When I got up this morning wondering about what I should wear, what if I was thinking more about what God thought about it than what somebody else thought about it? What if as I go through my day and I'm going to make a decision on the way I behave, whether I'm going to witness to somebody, whether I'm coming to church, whether I'm going to live for God today, what if I took time and said, well, what's God going to think about that rather than what man's going to think about that? Uh, and, and, and so really the fear of the Lord, the Bible says repeatedly, is the beginning of wisdom, it's the beginning of knowledge, uh, and so forth. The fear of the Lord. Because the idea is, it's, it's, it's a fear that understands who God is, including the fact that He's a loving God. Love is the greatest factor that I will not get to tonight. I wish I could. Love is a greater factor than the fear factor. The Bible says perfect love casteth out fear. Man, I got a good one on that coming up next week. Or the week after. But anyway, uh, so the, the fear of God. But, but I'm telling you, there is a place where the fear of God comes in. Uh, I, I use this example. Um, I have never, to my knowledge, hunted illegally. Um, now, every year they put out new road hunting laws in South Dakota, and I about swear I'm sure I broke a couple of them along the way. Uh, but it hasn't been intentional... Okay, it's been a little intentional a time or two, I, I think, because I think I'm supposed to be like 100 feet from the car, and I'm like, or, or you got to have the door shut, and, and long story short, road hunting in South Dakota is a blast. If you had never been, uh, quite literally too, amen, uh, but, but road hunting pheasants in South Dakota is a lot of fun. I mean, uh, it's just the, the coolest thing ever that you can ride around with a loaded shotgun and jump out and shoot at stuff. Uh, great state to live in. Uh, yeah, and the state bird. Uh, so it's just a beautiful thing. Uh, but my point is uh, that there's been times, Eric, that I've been out deer hunting. I've been out deer hunting, and I'm talking about sitting outside, laying outside, freezing all morning, waiting for a deer. And that deer never comes. Well, except for the fact that that deer comes, but there's a little fence right there. That's somebody else's property that I don't have permission on. It's way on the other end of their property too, might I add. You can't see a building or a house for nowhere. You're looking around. And I would be lying to you if I told you I didn't think about, son, I could shoot that sucker, drag it over the fence. After all, it's God's deer. It ain't that dude's deer, Shane. Come on, he don't own them. And the government sure don't own them. You ever have trouble with that kind of stuff? And I still believe that a landowner should be able to do what they want to do with that deer on their property. Amen? I don't care what season it is or anything else, but that's a whole other discussion. I'm not a landowner of anything where deer is coming on, so it doesn't benefit me at all. But all I'm trying to simply say is this. Uh, I've wanted to shoot that deer, but now I didn't. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> Quick story. One time... One time I actually crawled over on that land and shot a deer. But I didn't know that it was over onto somebody else's property uh, at the time. And uh, anyway, that's another story. 
But that deer that I knew was on somebody else's land, <laughs> true confessions, amen, uh, that deer that I knew was on somebody's land, I didn't shoot that deer. I'm trying to get to something. I'm trying to make a point about the fear of God. I didn't shoot that deer. And I'm going to be honest with you, it wasn't because I loved God so much. Because I, I just had a hard time with the, all the laws and everything that I just went over again. I'm not going to say them again. What's it matter? But it is a law still. It's a, it's a, it's a law, all right? And so, uh, but why didn't I shoot it? Even though I thought about it, even though I came close? Why didn't I shoot that pheasant? That was that got up on that preserve that time that I that we, we was road hunting, but it, it didn't it didn't originate from the ditch. It originated from the preserve, stayed in the preserve, and uh, and I got out and I squared up on that sucker. I turned around, but I didn't pull the trigger, Anna. And it wasn't because I thought, oh how I love Jesus, I could ever commit such a sin. It was because I'm like. I know them game wardens sit around with them spotting scopes, Eric, spotting scopes, Eric, for a long ways off. I had a couple friends. We had two guys in our church that were game wardens, and they told me, man, oh, dude, we, we sit and spot, and we can see for a long ways. And, and I just imagined those dudes seeing me. And here's what I thought, fear of God. I thought, man, I know dudes get, get away with this stuff all the time. But the first time I do it, here comes the game warden. Uh, right? The first time I do it, it goes in the paper, ruins my testimony and everything else. Uh, so why didn't I do it? It was because of fear of it was because of the fear of God. It was because the fear of God because I felt like God was going to make sure that the game warden saw me so that I'd be judged. There's times that I haven't sinned, not because I love the Lord so much. That's the best times. But there's been other times I'm thinking, sure is the world God's going to kill me if I do that. Sure is the world He's going to kill me. You say, are you serious? I'm dead serious. Uh, the fear of the Lord, the fear of, fear of God versus the fear of man. But, but I feel like on, on, on the greater picture of things, it's the idea of why do you do what you do? And, and, and the problem with having a watered-down view of God Almighty is that sometimes we think it, we, we fear man more than God. In other words, we do what we do, we say what we say, or we don't say what we should say, and we don't do what we should do because of the fear of man. We don't talk to somebody about Christ because we fear man. We don't invite somebody to church because we fear man. We, we, don't, we don't live a holy life and we go along with the crowd and we give in to peer pressure and we try to be one of the guys or one of the girls. Why? Because we fear man more than we fear God. And the Bible says this in Proverbs 29 verse 25, The fear of man bringeth the snare. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Uh, there's a fear to speak. I just said that one, so I'll just give that to you right quick. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision, and he said this, Be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace. And then I think of uh, one verse I'll share with you more. Uh, Joshua 1.6, Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance which I swear unto their fathers. Be of a good courage. In other words, don't fear. Don't fear the things that we ought not fear. Have a healthy fear, but learn to have a balanced fear. Learn to have a proper fear. Don't let your fears go into phobias. Hey, quit embracing your phobias. Can I tell you to do that? Quit embracing them. Quit embracing the things that are seriously making you sick and stressing you out. 
You don't have to live under that bondage. You really can't have deliverance. Um, you know, uh, have you seen some of those phobia shows? There are some people, Anna, they're scared of the color yellow. One of my favorite little clips I've uh, ever seen, oh my gosh, Olives, thank you, thank you. And uh, greatest clip ever. Man, I wish I could pull it up. It would be so edifying to you. But it, who, who was the, it was one of these ridiculous talk shows that, uh, that, that, I, that, that you don't watch, but I just heard the clip of it, all right? And, uh, and there's people on there, with, and this woman had a fear of olives. And he was talking to the woman, and he said to her, uh, so tell me about your fear of olives, and, and all that. And she's just saying, oh, I can't stand it. And the, then the talk show says, what's he say? Bring out the olives. And somebody comes carrying a jar. you got to Google Somebody comes out carrying the jar and just like, ah! And just goes screaming and running off the stage. If you're like that, will you quit being like that? Quit embracing your fear of olives, Miss Tony. Uh, listen, don't, don't, let it, don't let it get such a hold of you. Melanie, bring out the olives right now. We'll see who's scared of them. But... Uh, Listen, there's some, I'm just telling you, don't allow yourself to live in fear. And I'm telling you, just start, I just want to introduce this to your consciousness. And I want you to think today about the things that you're fearful of. And I want you to get a balance on some of them. Hey, anybody in here ever drove in Sioux City? There's some fools, I've seen y'all too, by the way. There's some fools down there driving. Man, you got to be scared of some of them suckers. But that don't mean I'm going around petrified and, you know, trying to choke the life out of the steering wheel all the time and bug-eyed and flipping out and going crazy. Doria, uh, I mean, listen, uh, you, can, you don't have to be fearful. Uh, you, you, you need to have a balance. So I, I just want to get it on your consciousness. When, when you're about to do something, say something, take a stand. Even in your family. You just, you just maybe you just want to... Show a little bit of spiritual leadership in your family and say, hey, could we, could we have a word of prayer about this? Hey, I'd just like to share this thought. You know, there's times I haven't even wanted to share stuff with my family because I feared they're going to think, oh, there goes freaky dad again, you know, beating his drum or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit that, but I'm just telling you the truth. I want to just get on your radar to fear right. Fear right. Amen. That would have been a good title too, wouldn't it? Fear right. Okay. God bless you. Uh, I fear that Melanie's been in the nursery too long. 